0: Till shade is gone.
1: Till water is gone.
0: Into the shadow with teeth bared.
1: Screaming defiance with the last breath.
0: To spit in Sightblinder's eye on the last day.
1: By my honor and the light.
0: My life will be a dagger for Sightblinder's heart.
1: Until the last day. To child ghul itself. itself.
0: This is a dagger for sight blinder a podcast focused on all things wheel of time with your hosts
1: sarah lucas
0: and adam tricola hello everyone and welcome to another episode of a dagger for sight blinder may you find shade this day sarah How are how are you actually doing today?
1: (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) I'm actually quite good. How are you?
0: Oh, I yeah, I'm I'm good too.
1: Yeah, I didn't say actually. I just said I just wanted to know how you were in general.
0: I know (laughs) you wanted you wanted the the rote response.
1: Yeah, the social contract.
0: Yeah, that's good. Well. i'm I'm glad we could meet each other's expectations
1: Mm -hmm. for now
0: (laughs) so so uh we're getting closer to the end of this book i know it's kind of exciting i know this is a totally new section for you right like you haven't gone past this right i believe um
1: i stopped during chapter 31 Last time. Yes, last time. So
0: <laughs> you're like, no, this time. Like no, I, didn't, this really, time I, I didn't prepare. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: going in blind. No. Uh last time I stuffed during chapter thirty-one. Um okay. yeah. So it's it's all new territory essentially. Almost all of this is new territory. It's exciting. So, yeah. It's really good. So good to meet the IEL. I know. I was so excited. Good. So excited. So um yeah. I'm this is so this is the thing though is like now because it's all new i really really am going to have to like remember my uh viewpoints on things and all that because there's nothing really to refresh me you know
0: don't you normally just remember your viewpoints on things i mean no okay so you're like me (laughs) 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 <laughs> we're doomed <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just don't remember uh, anything
1: yeah so uh
0: <laughs> going in blind sounds pretty normal to me <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna wing it
1: uh yeah no so this will be i think this is gonna be interesting because now also everything going forward is going to be me just completely speculating good so yeah me I like too it. you too okay
0: only because i have a bad memory though
1: (laughs) uh all right so we're gonna do chapters 30 to 39 today we are right
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um and there is a tiny bit of show news before we start because we didn't have any last week so we can have a tiny bit this
0: week you're just doling it out
1: the, the teensiest amount yeah
0: just it's a sliver. Parcel by parcel. Okay, what what's the sliver?
1: Uh, so season two has officially finished filming. Everything is done. It's um, wrapped. It's wrapped. Um, and season three is rumored. So Amazon hasn't actually confirmed this, but it's rumored that season three has already been signed again, or the show has been signed again for a third season. Um. And that filming would start this summer. Hmm. So basically, they have wrapped and will get like three months off.
0: Yeah, they need to hurry the F up.
1: Yeah, and then go film again. Still no uh, actual confirmed date for when season two will start, though. Sadly.
0: Sadly.
1: Yes, sad. Duh. Duh. Sad.
0: <laughs> We've been experimenting with the word Sag lately, guys. We
1: it's... we have not been experimenting. <laughs> with the words.
0: No, you've been you've been part of the experiments. so no. we so it's we disapprovingly. <laughs> you, you, know, you, you shouldn't have played your hand so extremely by rejecting because because I hate Sag, uh-huh. but. The, your hatred of it so, uh-huh. so, so eclipses mine that I find it actually palatable <laughs> to use it if I know it's gonna bug you so like you, you like you did this to us <laughs> okay. can't blame
1: me <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's miserable for both of us oh, I'm like man. I hate myself for saying this but your reaction is so good
1: <laughs> oh man uh, i just need to i just need to not play not show my hand ever again just be a stone wall of nothingness
0: <laughs> you'd be pretty bad at that rude <laughs> well, what's fun about being a stone wall of nothingness someone's like what so what are you supposed to be like a stone wall of nothingness like oh i want to hang out with you
1: ever see those like um guards outside of the palace in london with like the hats and everything and they just stand there and yeah
0: <laughs> and yeah you,
1: like go and you know you, you do all those weird faces to them and try and make them laugh and they just stand there and they have no emotional reaction whatsoever and they're just stonewall <laughs> of sadness of nothingness they- I could not do that job anyway. so you
0: you like that's something you're like i aspire to be that
1: i just okay. said i couldn't do it
0: <laughs> yeah so let's talk about the book
1: okay. <laughs> gosh all right waste
0: my freaking time here <laughs>
1: uh, all right so getting into the book okay so blanket spoiler warning spoil it spoiler warning spoiler warning (laughs) for (laughs) chapters 30 to 39 of the dragon reform, but realistically anything before that including the first two books and including the entire first season of wheel of time
0: Hmm. very good cool for a second i thought you said the dragon reformed i was like like he's reforming himself yeah spoiler warning it's like spoiler warning (laughs) it
1: almost sounds like i'm saying spoil it so i feel like i can get it it. okay anyway so chapter 30
0: (laughs) gosh so this is what it's like to interact with a stone wall of nothingness
1: (laughs) oh man okay okay so chapter 30 the first toss um so this basically picks up where we left off we're back with we're with matt um And yeah, he's pretty much just trying to eat as much as possible and gain as much energy as possible before he tries to leave Tarvalon. And he's also like stowing away food. So he's packing like cheese and bread that he can take with him. Um, And Anaya actually notices that he's been requesting more food than he actually needs because she notices that he's recovering and like getting stronger and all this kind of stuff and doing well. But like he doesn't need this much food because he's not weak anymore um anyway so he packs up all of his stuff he makes sure he has the uh the letter from elaine from her mother and he makes sure he has the letter for uh that that they gave him that's the note, so that he can kind of do what he wants and be able to leave that's the big thing um and his plan is that he's going to head towards tier and then he's going to on the way deliver this note to Queen more days um and he realizes when he's leaving that he doesn't have any money obviously well i mean he's realized this before um and he decides and i noticed this and i was wondering this so i'm gonna ask you this so he decides mm-hmm. that he's going to play like he's gonna win dice and play dice to mm-hmm. to make some money um and he ends up winning every single toss like that yeah. that happens so would that be a teveran thing like it's just like one of those things that just happens to work out that way because of like you just would cast that off as a Taviran explanation. Uh
0: so you you might. Here's uh, there's a little bit of gray area, at least as far as I understand it. So first off, you're not always you're not Taviran for life necessarily.
1: Oh, okay. I did not not realize necessarily
0: not necessarily born Taviran uh or you know and sometimes you die to Virin. sometimes you, like you just kind of lose it or something mm-hmm. uh, but uh, like they, they make at, at, in later books at least they talk about that a little bit and so mm-hmm. it it does talk about when he's younger how he used to play dice all the time and he still won he didn't mm-hmm. win every single role back mm-hmm. then and so it's like his, his he, he's always been lucky and that's mm-hmm. always been a thing. And so you could kind of attribute that to Taviran or just to his general, I don't know, self. Like that, mm-hmm. there's not like a word to describe it other than, uh, you know, he's, it, maybe he is just built to be lucky somehow. But mm-hmm. there's also, th- th- there's a lot of other factors too. So maybe it's Taviran kind of mm-hmm. manifesting itself in the more extreme things. And I think that that's kind of what they want to push push on it. But there's all these other factors. So there's also the fact that, he, st- he has the old blood and can remember on some fundamental level that he can't even necessarily like bring up past his subconscious, mm-hmm. like all the monetheran stuff, you know, being a yeah. general from there and everything. There's also the fact that the dagger might have impacted his luck as well. And that's uh. something that he thinks of. He's like, oh no, is this the dagger? Because someone mm-hmm. says that you have the dark one's own luck. And yeah. he immediately thinks maybe it's the dagger and you know it's just like an ongoing effect and that's never really answered the fact is though that he is to some degree lucky mm-hmm. but he also I mean one of my favorite things about him is yes he has luck but he also recognizes the times that he needs to gamble as well like he's smart about it like he's not just right oh, I'll just keep doing it forever like he's like oh okay I gotta be smart about this and move on to the next tavern in this case right. or sometimes he's like you know what, it would be better for me if I lost. And when he recognizes that, then he can roll and lose sometimes. Right. Like it's almost in some ways a willpower thing. And so, you know, it's not the power it's, there's just some quality about him that makes him lucky. So that's a great question. I don't know that it's, I I don't think as far to my knowledge, it hasn't been answered. Maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe someone who's, you know, there, there's a, there's about a million questions that people asked Robert Jordan and then Brandon Sanderson afterward about the nature of these things. Mm-hmm. And so it could be sitting in some dusty repository that they just like, oh yeah, he's lucky because of this. But right. to my knowledge, this that's that's about as clear as I can get, which I didn't realize is clear as mud, as they say. I mean, in,
1: fair. In Canada. I was, I was <laughs> in Canada. Canadian saying. Uh, <laughs> no, I was just curious. So I did not realize that uh that the Taviran thing was not a lifeline thing I just assumed it
0: was so that is really helpful anyway because I think they talk about at one point and this is not me spoiling anything in the books but mm-hmm. at some point they mention someone loses their taviran
1: right okay Which, so
0: okay. Cool. I, I, I don't know I don't i i don't remember even all the circumstances i do remember it discussing that a little bit though so cool
1: cool okay um yeah so then he he ends up you know trying to make his way out of town and this man is following him um as he's heading towards the harbor and he you know tries to assassinate matt and he has like a dagger at his throat and all this and they both uh kind of tumble off this walkway. And so Matt gambles. Yeah. He he yeah, exactly that. He because he immediately like that's his reaction is to kind of fall with this guy and take this gamble. Yeah. And this guy ends up dying because of the way they fell, the dagger mm-hmm.
0: goes into his chest instead of into Matt. So and Matt lands on him and has perfect padding. Yeah. So he's yeah. And this is this is an example of him like it's almost like his luck is a skill that he has and he recognizes mm-hmm. he needs to use it mm-hmm. so yeah it's it's cool like he it's like he's he has a skill to use the quarter staff yeah and he uses that and then his skill so he's like okay like I, either I get my throat cut right now or I gamble and see if I if Maybe I'll die falling, but I may as well die falling instead of just get my throat cut. Cause then at least maybe I live. Right. Uh, like there's, there's no reason not to. So he recognizes it and goes for it. Right. Exactly. He takes that risk. So, mm-hmm. um, cool. Yeah. And there are people like stalking him trying to, I really do like, like he gets into this fever, right? Like he's, mm-hmm. and he, he realizes he's a rich man at some point. He's like, I have two huge sacks of gold. Yeah, and just, it's like, I gotta go. Yeah, Uh, and it's like, in a way, you can almost see this as, uh, so, I don't know, like you, uh, there, there's a lot of discussion in this series about fate and about mm-hmm. what your destiny is and about so like men can see these viewings she can see right. things that are going to happen in the future and then they always 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 happen not mm-hmm. not necessarily the in the way people predict but they always happen and there's prophecies that are that are had and they always happen mm-hmm. and so how much, how much agency do people actually have? And this is a microcosm of that because he goes into this fever of just gambling and he like, he can't even hardly remember all the things he did. And it's not like he was drunk or like there's no outside force acting on him other than perhaps destiny, I don't know. Right, how much of it is his own doing and how much of it is just meant to happen. Right. And it, it's very unclear about that, but he's kind of just not in control of himself. He's kind of an automaton until he, he kind of shakes himself free and he's like, oh my gosh, I'm rich. He can mm-hmm. remember doing these things, but in some ways, I mean, it, it's like that old school movie, the movie Old School, um, where the guy gets up, like they're going to have a debate and the guy gets up and says a perfect speech in the debate. And then he, he like steps down and he wins the debate and his friends are like what you're, like you're normally so dumb and he's like I just blacked out what happened like what, what happened <laughs> like he doesn't, doesn't like know. A, he doesn't even have any memory of it it's like some a- outside force acted for him and yeah. in some ways that's that's what Matt's doing so I always thought this was interesting because typically he's actually pretty in control of himself but mm-hmm in this case it's it's almost like the pattern is like hey you need money we're gonna go get you some money
1: yeah exactly so and then he does yeah yeah, yeah. Cool. Cool, cool, um, cool okay so then in the next chapter so the, this is the woman of tantrico which is where i stopped reading the last time um Okay, so what the woman of Tanchico is is an inn, and it's this in that Matt heads into after he's you know tumbled with this this man that was trying to kill him. And he goes in there and Tom is performing in there, he's on a table. He's clearly drunk. Um, and he is like speaking about the beautiful women that he's had in his life before, about more gays and about Dina. And then he starts talking to he sits with Matt and he starts talking to him about Rand and Moraine, and you know, he's he clearly has some like disdain or dislike towards Maureen and the fact that she's an Aes Sedai, um, which is fair once you, you remember his, his history here. Um, anyway, so Matt is basically trying to convince Tom to go with him to Camelon and ends up doing that. And they leave the inn to, to carry on. And notably, the body of this man that tried to assassinate Matt is nowhere to be found. There are no guards anywhere.
0: Um, Ooh, this is a good time to point out, by the way. Yes. Matt notices that the guy—he's like when he looks at the dead man's face, he's like, "Oh, he just looks—he looks so plain."
1: Yes, mm-hmm. that's like, right.
0: It's—it's it's a gray man.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, well, and, like, that's that's it. Like, Matt's, like, who would have been following him? Because Tom explains to him that, like, the ice and I make it really unpleasant to have, like, thieves in Tar Valen. So it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been mm-hmm. a thief or anything like that. Um, so right, like, they like, have
0: to be, they must be assassins. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so Matt's now, like, well, who would
0: it have been?
1: And there's no body anywhere and no guards.
0: So, Yeah creepy who knows maybe uh maybe they carried that that dead guy up to sharium's bed Ugh. Remember, Ugh. remember how you were saying the yeah that they found a dead dead gray man
1: yeah in sharium's bed that's right
0: I, I for the record i don't know that that's what happened i'm not even speculating that's what ha- i just right well that's what they say you know a gray man didn't just like lay down in her bed and die so (laughs) that's that's not
1: that's not where he chose to just like have (laughs) his final moments no that's
0: that's a narratively uninteresting situation (laughs) like it might happen in real life but that's Uh, not a thing
1: (laughs) oh man uh but yeah so so that's that's that they've they've left and matt's noticed guys out there and it's super creepy um cool any any other thoughts in that chapter i think the main thing is like matt and tom are together Re- again
0: reunited Re- yeah reunited. And, and matt eats like three full chickens
1: yeah which is a lot of chicken
0: right well because they they talk they make great they take great pains to talk about how how much he eats because mm-hmm. he needed all of that to heal himself from the dagger
1: mm-hmm so
0: mm-hmm.
1: um okay so then the next chapter the first shift so basically matt when, when he's realized that like this body is nowhere to be found in the next in the last yeah. chapter um and it's all like well who would have been following i think it wasn't at the end of that chapter or the beginning of this one he's basically made the decision like we're leaving first ship like we're we're getting out of here like this is immediately yep. sketch um anyway yeah. so the, they head down to the wharf right away and there is this ship that is already unfastening and leaving and they're, um, they're like we're gonna get on this one he ends up having to show his letter that it's not his letter it's from the omelette seat
0: but it's his now
1: it's his now but it wasn't (laughs)
0: his his originally
1: his Uh, his regifted letter (laughs) yeah he shows this so they could they can go and they end Uh, up having to like like this boat was pulled away they actually have to like run and jump onto the the deck of the boat to get onto it of the ship Mm -hmm. um and the captain kind of like makes these remarks to like have a couple of his crew members come up and throw them back into the harbor and not let them on the boat um Mm. so matt ends up showing him the letter as well from the armament seat to be like hey like let us let us have passage here and and you know we can pay you gold if you can take us safely to erringale um and, the, and this cap, I thought this was so funny that he's like, Yeah, I'll give you however many meals a day, and you can have my own cabin um, if you give me yeah. five gold coins, like just an obscene five amount each, of money. Yeah. Five mm-hmm. each. And Matt just starts counting it. Like, he's like, Okay, yeah, no problem. Just starts yeah. counting <laughs> these gold coins. Yeah. <laughs> like, no big deal. Uh,
0: it's great. <laughs> I know. Well, it's like, it's things like that that make you like Matt because he's like, you think you're better than me, but screw you, man! Like here's yeah. here's He's my like, gold. Like yeah, He's like, it. All right,
1: fine. Here you We're go.
0: I'll call, call you on it. Sure. Totally.
1: That's exactly what it is. Um. Anyway, so he does. He, they they find their cabin, whatever, and he fills Tom in on everything that's been going on, and Tom doesn't believe him, and this whole thing. And long story short, um, they Matt can't sleep that night. He hears footsteps outside, and these two men end up coming into the cabin. Um and Matt fights them, he kills them with his quarter staff, and then he goes outside and he kills another man that's up at the tiller. And uh Tom ends up coming out and he throws a knife at another man, killing him. Um, of, of a man that like Matt missed. Uh and then the captain is all furious and comes aboard and, and Tom explains like, Hey, like we just saved your ship from from river brigands like you should probably reconsider how much we've paid you and that was when, like when this first happened when these men were coming in i it took me a while not a while but until this moment to fully understand what was happening because at first i thought the captain was like sending his crew members to go kill
0: matt and, oh okay. okay um
1: yeah so i was like oh like what is going on here
0: um and then it makes sense though on some levels like yeah, yeah, like maybe he's like annoyed. Much, or he sees all those all that money and he's annoyed yeah. that he's out he's not in his room anymore. He's like, why don't we just dump these guys, take their money and dump them? That that would make sense. Right.
1: So at first I was like this is super weird and then it, it kind of like registered with what was happening. Um,
0: anyway, but one so- of one of those guys is identified as someone who was in Tarvalon and was stalking Matt trying to rob him earlier. Mhm or presumably according to Matt trying to rob him but we know that well I don't know we know what 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 we know like they but they've been you know they're hunting him though yeah
1: yeah they're just following and yeah hunting is probably a better word
0: yeah yeah well I I like Matt like he's sneaky here too like he he goes up on top Mm -hmm. and he talks to the person who's uh, you know like what it's too dark and he knows that they can't tell who he is so he's he's whispers he's dead or i killed him or something yeah like that. yeah and just the, to
1: make it seem like it's the other guys
0: yeah and then the guy's like oh god i hope you i hope he squealed it, it's something really unpleasant yeah it's just, ugh. And, ugh. and matt's like all right i'll kill you too no
1: <laughs> and move on move along oh, okay. man. um um yeah so then at the end of this chapter though we switch to rand um which like it's 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 weird this whole chunk of chapters i forgot that rand was a point of view character because there's just so much going on with the other characters and rand is just hanging out playing a flute at weddings and wondering about his dreams and why people keep coming and kill him in his dreams and so
0: I love that you said wondering about his dreams. He's also yeah. wan- wandering about his dreams. <laughs> yeah. Like he's wandering in, in them. Like that's, mm-hmm. in a way, that that's how he's, like, because we'll talk, we'll talk about this in a little bit. Like this yeah. is how he's keeping ahead of, of Perrin, even, uh, you know, of Moraine and Perrin. Like that's, he's, he's actually somewhat in the dream, like in that Talon Riyadh, mm-hmm like keeping ahead of people that way like he's wandering through his dreams not just wondering about them. so yeah anyways sorry
1: but he is you're right and it's just it's just funny because he's you know doing rant things and i feel like everyone else is having all the action
0: yeah they're getting all the action
1: yeah um i thought this was interesting though he does recognize the fact and, and wonder about the the realization that he feels more concerned about Min and Elaine over Nynaeve and Egwene, which is mm. humorous to me because he's known Min and Elaine for a hot minute and Egwene and Nynaeve have known him, you know, presumably their entire lives. So it's just fun.
0: Yeah, it is fun. Yeah. is this the end of the chapter that i was telling you you can't read that like i i had looked something up
1: no it was chapter 36 and that reminds me that i haven't looked at it yet because i just ignored it entirely so i haven't actually even looked at it can i look at it you can i can wait till we get to chat i remember you saying it was chapter 36 i had to get past
0: yeah so well so yeah let's we could talk about it when we get to 36 okay okay
1: cool so the next one is within the weave um yeah and this is exactly kind of like what you were just saying Perrin and and loyal marine they can't catch up to Rand they just keep trying to catch up to him um Mm -hmm. and he's been ahead of them and they're going through all these towns and they're seeing that Rand has obviously been there he's leaving like a trail of events in his wake sort of thing and they find his horse on the side of the road dead which is sad
0: oh his horse
1: yeah horse yes his horse his animal uh so (laughs) (laughs) uh they do enter though this town and revin and parent can smell that something is bad but he can't put like he can't figure out what it is um so yeah. Anyway, they make their way through the town. They see this Aielman hanging in a cage in the town square, and Perrin remembers Min having that viewing, like you said, where they come true, where there would be an man in a cage for Perrin. Mm-hmm. And that would be like a turning point for him or a pivotal moment in his life. Um, and they end up going to this inn in the town, and and there's a, a lord there who's talking about how he caught this Aielman, and you know he mentions that there were white cloaks which makes Perrin a little paranoid because of past history um and he ends up locking eyes with this girl across the end just kind of keeps catching her eye and she's got short dark hair and an abnormally large nose so <laughs>
0: yeah
1: yeah just as yeah so that that's that they're in town they're trying to find rand i guess
0: well they've they've yeah there's the hunters are talking about how they've they killed a bunch of aiel savages mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. it's all
0: and, lovely well so the thing that i really enjoy in this mm-hmm. and you you'd have to have read it already to actually enjoy it but uh you just have to think how internally lan is just rolling his eyes the hardest he's ever rolled them (laughs) to hear these guys saying there's 20 you know there's there's like 10 men and they Mm -hmm. fought 20 and they killed all of them except for one they took prisoner right or whatever and and you know as we'll find out like that that is just categorically false in so many different there's so many different reasons and but but Perrin doesn't know he's like oh okay that's that's okay I guess they're they're good at fighting like he Mm -hmm. just kind of believes them and Lan doesn't say anything but like clearly they're full of crap because I mean well I mean from Lan's perspective he's just like okay like go drink another one buddy
1: right he's like nice try
0: yeah so just imagining how, uh, the disdain that land must feel for these people is just kind of amusing on mm-hmm. uh, like a macro level so
1: that's a really good point because i didn't micro real i didn't really think about it from that point of view because like this whole you're basically a parent's point of view this whole time so mm-hmm. you're just kind of seeing what's happening in his mind um i didn't right. even think about what, how land would be like oh you guys are a bunch of morons
0: so, uh, this isn't a spoiler uh, in in the book A New Spring, so it's the prequel mm-hmm. book about how he, Helen and Moraine end up together. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the it's the it starts at the very end of the Aiel war.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: So, he's leading men against Aiel and he's fighting them.
1: Ooh. Okay, uh, so, so he's so, really like got a good mindset here then.
0: Yeah, and yeah. he's got a repute like the Aiel like at one point, they're gonna fight, and then the Aiel like back away for a reason. And I won't get it all into it, but they also like salute him out of just respect because mm-hmm. they they have a name for him. Even like he fought them so well that they mm-hmm. respect him to the point that he has his own name among those Aiel. Like, wow. you know, it, it's really cool. And mm-hmm. you know, it, it we'll see that eventually. But like, if anyone knows how to fight Aiel and what they're capable of, mm-hmm. it, it's like Lan, There's no greater expert instead unless you're a nail you know right so if any wetlander can tell it's going to be him Mm -hmm. and i don't know it's just so it's fun fun to think about these sorts of things i guess from from like a reread perspective
1: right totally um okay so then the next chapter a different dance so we're still with the group with Perrin and them um and parents kind of like having this realization this girl's like locked eyes with him and he's wondering if she knows what his yellow eyes mean which is humorous to me um because i I found it a little bit humorous because it 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 just highlights this like self-conscious side of perrin that is i feel like we don't see it, it very often so it's intriguing um but anyway so they they end up making this fuss to the innkeeper to like be shown to their rooms and all that and you know he's all excited because loyal's there and there's an ogier and there's an ogier bed upstairs He can get his own bed and like this whole thing which is hilarious um but he does mention to them that someone is proclaiming that there is a dragon or proclaiming the dragon in gildin and
0: gildon 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 and <laughs> sorry I've been watching Cobra Kai too much
1: oh, <laughs> but, uh, but he does say this and then you know Lan and Perrin kind of deduce that it's, it's, it's is this, this dragon that's being proclaimed um, and eventually Perrin makes his way outside just to kind of like get away from it all and he ends up lowering this cage and lets the Zayulman out which is fun pivotal moment for him
0: yeah but i i thought this this level so i i won't i'll be the first person to admit there's there's not a ton of like realism in this it's that's mm-hmm. not the kind of novel it is right. one person like there there's there's this really funny scene at some point in one of the books where, where a person says like only in a story could a man could one man face 10 and live to tell the story and right. then he and then he goes and does that exact thing like he goes and kills all ten, and mm-hmm. it's like, it's just fun. It's like the author thumbing his nose at himself. Yeah. Like he's just like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. only in a story. Mm-hmm. Lucky you're in a story, bud. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but like but, that's,
0: that's that's like this. Like no one would go over and let this guy out. Well, so he lets him out. I, I think this is part of the destiny thing too, because he's mm-hmm. he, he he thinks something. He says. I have to do something, don't I? Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's think- because someone told him about, he's going to see an aisle, at, like men had, saw the viewing of him, an aisle in the cage. He, I have to do something now, right? Like there's this expectation of destiny. And, uh, but but then, so you, you have this, this weird like metaphysical situation of, uh, or whatever you want to call it, of is, is it destiny? Is it free will? Is it whatever? And then, So he lets him out and then he's like, go on, run, be free. And the guy's like, dude, I can't frickin' walk. (laughs) And and like, there's there's like this level of realism that they bring into it of like, I I can't, I've been in this cage for forever and I, I can't move my legs. Like I have to get feeling back in my legs.
1: Yeah, which is awful.
0: Yeah, well, like, what they were doing to to the man is just atrocious, and it's kind of a glimmer of the dark side of this world, which is what we see in the show so much that, in general, though, they do a good job of dressing it up and making everything happy and cool in the book. Mm-hmm. But, but, yeah, like, villagers who are capable of taking any human and doing that. Something's up. And letting their kids throw rocks at them.
1: Yeah. In oh. a cage,
0: it's just awful.
1: Oh. Um yes, yeah, so, and but he does he does let him out and you know mm-hmm. he introduces himself as as Gall? Gall Gal. Gall. Gall. Mm-hmm. Um and uh but yeah, but it is it's short-lived because the white cloaks come around the corner and see that he's out. Mm-hmm. He's out of this cage.
0: And then the unrealism comes back in and gall yeah. who can't walk.
1: Now goes with
0: Perrin <laughs> goes with Perrin and just butchers the yeah, white the,
1: cloaks. the two of them just go and and mm-hmm. kill them and yeah however many there are um and then Perrin just like goes on back to the inn he sees the girl again he bumps into Lan and Lan's like oh like are all those dead white cloaks you're doing like, what's uh yeah what's going on um And then, you know, they they realize they land realizes they gotta get out of there and tells tells them that, you know, we're gonna go to the harbor. So um yeah. So the next chapter is The Falcon, which I right away when when I saw this chapter title when I heard Mm -hmm. heard it narrated, I was like, okay, so we had like the the Ioman in the cage, and now we've got the Falcon as a title. So yeah it's come um anyway so Perrin tells Loyal that they're leaving and Land tells Moraine they're leaving and they all go down they get horses out of the stables and they all head down to the docks
0: and um, Loyal's all pissed off because he can't sleep on his sungwood bed poor right. guy
1: <laughs> well I mean would you not be like I feel like I would if if I was going somewhere where people were kind of like fearful of me for lack of a better term and you know you are always kind of the odd man out and then there's clearly somebody you've gone somewhere and now this guy's so excited that you're there and they have stuff for you
0: Mm -hmm. you'd you'd be
1: excited and then annoyed that you don't get to utilize it I think no I
0: I totally get it I I get it I I feel bad for him really Mm -hmm. and at the same at the same time it's almost just funny it is
1: it's sad it's 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 funny sad
0: oh loyal will you ever have anything good in life (laughs) poor loyal oh poor loyal
1: um but yeah so they get on this boat and they are uh about to to leave when this girl jumps aboard and she's like yeah i'll go as far as him as he's going and points to perrin and you realize it's like it's the same girl um yeah from the inn, and you're like man girl's bold uh <laughs> but her she knows
0: her nose is bald her nose they, is bold. they describe her nose as bold. so um <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but she she explains though and this is this is great because this whole time you know Perrin and Marine, or not Perrin and Marine, but Marine and Lan have kind of been hiding who they truly are um and she, she's oh. like yeah I've
0: man we totally skipped over something oh that's, that's somewhat hilarious it's Perrin being so disturbed and like so so like he's been thinking about so many different things that he's so dis- he's so distracted he just walks in on Moraine oh, yeah. and she's like we don't know exactly what he sees but he it kind of it's like he almost walks in on her topless maybe mm-hmm. or at least in a situation that he wouldn't find like socially normal or acceptable i think
1: was she like getting out of the bath or something maybe
0: well she had her like robe loose or something like that yeah Um, and then he asks like he asks all these he's like well i'm not gonna go anywhere anyways like I'll just ask these questions. But then at some point she he's like, hey, "What about that girl?" He's been, she was been staring at me in the common room, and she's mm-hmm. like, "Dude, you're you're like attractive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you you have to realize you're a tra- you're an attractive young man. Of course she's gonna be checking you out." Yeah, I, I just just a really funny conversation, <laughs> and I I thought it was worth rewinding for just a minute. Yeah, know. it
1: is. No, you're you're right. I completely forgot about that, which is hilarious because parents are so awkward
0: yeah he's like oh my gosh but he keeps like thinking about her kind of more as a woman for a little Mm -hmm. bit he's like oh man she is she is a trap but no she's like like, he's just so doesn't know how to process any of it and frankly I don't know if I could do any better it's just it it's just funny that's one of the it's a relatable moment I guess
1: he's just so uh what's the like a deer in headlights yeah yeah
0: yeah. yeah
1: um
0: funny okay so it, is, it back, is back to the boat
1: okay so the boat so she's she gets on there and, and she you know she says like she's figured out the others like she knows moraine's nice and i and lands obviously the warder and obviously loyals oh. no gear um but she can't figure out parent and it like she, she's she's got to figure parent out because it, it's it's bugging her um, and she's like, she says, like she's a hunter, and she is wanting to find the horn of the Lear, and she thinks they can help her find it. And you know, mm-hmm. Parent's like, well, it's probably already been found because it has. um
0: Yep, he totally knows.
1: Yeah. So, but she, she introduces herself and says her name is Mandarb, which makes Parent laugh because that's Lance Horse's name. But then she says, like, what her real name is, and that she, which mm-hmm. is Serene, she hates hates it so she
0: just mm-hmm.
1: arbitrarily decides to call herself um fail file Fail. to
0: pronounce it file mm-hmm. i can never
1: which means falcon yeah and like, and this like is... <laughs> yeah and parents like almost falls over when he's walking yeah. <laughs> when he remembers this because that's the thing like men's viewing was she said it was a female falcon mm-hmm. so
0: anyway well the- so so this is Tavirin at play you can you can kind of point at it it's a Tavirin okay. moment because well so, so you have to think how long did it take her to get I guess she's not that far from Illian right now but she's clearly been out and adventuring for a while and she's decided <laughs> to call herself Ma- Ma- Mondarb mm-hmm. and just like he's like oh well that horse is named Mondarb and honestly, if, if someone was, if I'm like, Hey, my name's Adam. And someone's like, Oh, that horse is named Adam. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be like, well, crap. I have to change my name. Right. Like, that's just not going to happen. Like that that's a pretty dumb name for a horse anyways. So, <laughs> but, but she, she's, she just capitulates and she, she seems like this really strong-willed individual, but she just immediately, she's like, Oh, huh. Okay. So here's my real name. Oh, okay. I'll just rename myself to this. Yeah. But based off of a random interaction with a stranger. It's not even someone whose opinion she necessarily values. It's just the stranger who happens to be Tavirin.
1: Right. And now so, and she yeah. just happens to pick the name of of that would coincide with this viewing.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. So much fun.
0: The best. Okay.
1: So this is chapter 36. So this is the part where you told me not to read that thing at the end of it okay at the end of it so um okay so daughter of the night so parent ends up falling asleep on on the boat he's in his room and he Mm -hmm. goes into tell tell Riyadh and sees hopper um which is awesome but hopper takes him to this gathering of dark friends they've been called there by by ishmael and he is mad because they haven't completed their tasks. Matt didn't die in Tar Valon, So, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't get assassinated. Um, and, and and afterwards, him and Lanfear show up. Or Lanfear shows up and they begin talking and he questions her loyalty. Um, which, I mean, I remember listening to this and also questioning her loyalty because it she comes across as very self-serving here. Like she only cares about mm-hmm. what she wants and, um, yeah. uh, which is interesting that he then questions her loyalty and she kind of has to like, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like
0: just to reaffirm her loyalty. Yeah,
1: that's the yeah. one. Thank you. Um, yeah. And just, you know, reassure him that there, there's no need to be right. doubtful or whatever. Anyway, and but then Perrin ends up recognizing her as as the woman who was in his dreams earlier on beforehand. Yeah, which is great. Um, and then he ends up stumbling into Rand. So this is exactly what you were saying. Where like Rand is wandering around in here, and Perrin's doing the same thing. And Rand, wandering around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But Rand tries to attack him because he thinks the dark one is still trying to get to him through his dreams. So he yeah. thinks like Perrin's not actually Perrin, um, which ends up waking Perrin up um, because he ends up getting like, I think it's burnt with fire or something. Okay. But anyway, it doesn't matter. So he tells Moraine about this dream when he wakes up. Um, and she doesn't give him any information as per usual. Um, but she does think, you know, she does let him know she thinks some of the Forsaken have escaped from Shyogul. Um, and then we go to Rand's point of view again. And he realizes that he is actually in his dream and it was Perrin and not, you know, the Dark One. Um, and right. he needs to be more careful when he's dreaming um but there th- this group ends up approaching his campsite um and he just kills them and
0: yeah they're like, like i i hope it's okay if i if we stay with you
1: yeah and he's like no
0: oh he says <laughs> yeah that's fine and, and then with with his with his mouth he says that's mm-hmm. fine and then with the mm-hmm. sword he says nah
1: yeah just kills them and no. it also like configures their bodies to be like in a kneeling position Um, which I thought was an interesting, I don't know why, but I just thought it was interesting that that was, I don't know if it's important to know, but he does this and he takes their, one of their horses and rides off into tier. Um, but we, we learned that one of the men had a, you know, bland looking face and was clearly a gray man. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: so I, I, can,
1: can I look at this thing now?
0: Yeah. So this, this is the sort of thing I was telling you about earlier of like people ask Robert Jordan or Brandon Sanderson, these questions, and sometimes they answer them really specifically and in really great detail. And sometimes Mm -hmm. they're a little more vague. And this is one that's a little more vague, but uh, so it's like, because there's no, there's never any time that, you know, for sure, if these guys are actually dark friends or if friend, just Mm -hmm. like randomly slaughtered 10 people. Right to intend innocent people um so I looked it up and someone did had asked Robert Jordan this question you know so were they really all dark friends was that 11th man really a gray man or did Rand Mm -hmm. just count wrong and Robert Jordan's answer is he said that it's not supposed to be clear to the reader exactly what's going on What is supposed to be clear is that there was definitely a gray man in the party, but whether or not Rand knew that before he lopped off their heads, (laughs) we're not supposed to know. It's not, or it's supposed to be unclear whether Rand is just very observant or whether he's on the brink of madness.
1: Which is fair.
0: Right. Right. Well, this is another point of Of destiny, really. Like, this is this is another, like, what is controlling Rand right now? Is Mm -hmm. it himself? It's like the same fever that's gripped Matt Mm -hmm. that when he went gambling is all is very reminiscent of what is going on with Rand. Like, whenever we see his viewpoints, it's all just like kind of just madness and crazy and frenetic. Like, I gotta get do this thing that I have to do. I have to do this thing. Mm -hmm. I I guess I'll kill 10 people and move on. (laughs)
1: well it's his viewpoints here have been very sporadic and very like just chaos you're just kind of like what's going on with like what are you doing and then you're and before you can even i I almost feel like before you can even wrap your mind around what's happening with rand and what he's trying to do it's done you're not in his point of view anymore and you're back with somebody else Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it's almost like it's I almost I'm maybe this was done intentionally by Robert Jordan but I mean obviously it was but it creates this really jarring sensation as a reader that you can't get into a rhythm with Rand and it's almost like Rand can't get into a rhythm with himself either and he's just jarring Mm -hmm. all over the place so it's this duplicate effect
0: yeah it's just a mess here you're like I'm kind of glad we're not getting that many viewpoints of Rand this book right yeah, and Rand is like, I don't know. I, I thought Egwene was in my dreams. I don't know. Did I attack her? I don't guess I, I don't care. Let's just move on. Right. And then you're you're gone to somebody else.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Awesome. Awesome. This oh. this scene
0: always reminds me there. We used to have this joke. I, I remember there's this guy who was super unreasonable on some forum at some point. Me and my friends, this is in high school, like. We, we were laughing so hard because people were trying to debate. There was like a, a board about ninjas, like about mm-hmm. the nature of being. And so, you know, people are talking about being a ninja and people are like, Oh, being a ninja is all about martial arts and, you know, only using it for defense and all this. And there was this guy who was just trolling all of them. And I, I remember like there was all these people who were like trying to debate him in good faith, but their arguments were so lame. And this guy just, just trolling the hell out of them. And at one point, He's just like uh, this one time, uh, like a ninja was was at this restaurant and a guy dropped a spoon, <laughs> and the ninja killed the whole town, and like <laughs> and my friends like just we couldn't stop laughing about that one like entry oh. in, in that on the foot, because it's just this troll and it was early on so people like didn't weren't as quick to recognize that what he was doing right. And, yeah and this just reminded me that scene with rand like one time like they asked to at borrow to like stay in the same campsite so he killed the whole group like, <laughs> it's a little bit dark obviously but I don't, I don't know i just it always for some reason those two are linked in my mind now
1: but it's the same kind of idea
0: <laughs> yeah people are people are like oh yeah he ninjas only use their power for knowledge and defense <laughs> and all this stuff and, He's like, no. They, this one time, someone dropped a spoon, and he killed the whole town. <laughs> so so unreasonable. Uh,
1: uh, it's so true. Yeah. Oh, Rand, you're going crazy. Yeah, uh, crazy. Okay, so the next chapter, fires in carrion
0: mm-hmm.
1: So now we're back with Egwene and them, and they are basically just passing through villages and towns, and they every village and town that they've passed through has been burnt and there's no people in them they can find um but sailors as they're going um as they're going through all the sailors are bowing when they see her ring which is i thought was noticeable so that was fun but anyway she's she's been having all these dreams about rand and matt and perrin and there's been one with with min and she wants to figure out um um she wants to figure out how they're gonna get into the stone of Tyr. Um, But she does have what I, I thought was interesting. She did have a dream about a man following Matt. And it was phrased as something along the lines of like, a man who wasn't really there. So that's a nice little way of describing the gray man. I thought. right he's there but he's not really there and she and she realizes that there's this gray man going after matt um but anyway so what can they do they can't do anything they're on a boat but they are they're on this boat and then they the boat suddenly stops because it i don't want to say crashes but it it hits another sunken ship and they are stuck now so they can't really go anywhere um, but they decide they're going to walk along the riverside instead. Um, yeah, good which, idea, good plan. Which I believe the captain does try to stop them from doing this, and they're like, no, it's fine, we'll just walk along the riverside, and they...
0: They're like, do you realize that we are Aes Sedai, and wise beyond mm-hmm. beyond all mortal comprehension, mm-hmm. capt- captain? yeah Yeah. they
1: they they do that and then they go for a little stroll along the river and a Mm
0: -hmm. figure
1: steps out dressed in all brown who does just a figure we don't know yet oh we don't know yet we know the next chapter
0: okay what's the next chapter
1: maidens of the spear which i was so excited about also when i heard that title um yeah, so Egwene is immediately surprised by this and startled and starts channeling, which Elaine also, like she, you know, kind of grabs onto Sidar and Elaine also does a similar thing. Um, and then they realize that this woman is about Egwene's age and you know, mm-hmm. is is being relatively calm. So Egwene tries to to calm down, but she doesn't uh, she doesn't let go of. Side are elaine does um and it's interesting because you know Gwen kind of has this i can understand why she she doesn't because of what's happened to her already with the with the sean chan so mm-hmm. it's just like this it's almost like a a ptsd moment of sorts for her in a way
0: sure well yeah like, she feels threatened
1: yeah anyway um but she does know that the, this woman like has similar characteristics and traits than looks like Rand. And they realize that she is an Iel, And her name is Avienda. She introduces herself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and yeah. she asks if they are, I thought this was clever. She asks if they are said And Aene says that they are women from the White Tower. Okay. So she doesn't, explicitly say that they're Aes Sedai, but doesn't say that they're not Aes Sedai either.
0: Right. A very Aes Sedai answer.
1: Yeah, which I thought was interesting, especially coming from Nynaeve, because Nynaeve's been the one who's been so stubborn about everything.
0: She has been, yeah. Yeah.
1: Anyway. Um, but she, So she does say that, like, Aviana says that she needs their help because one of their companions that they're traveling with is hurt um and Nynaeve agrees that she's like yeah we can come and we'll try essentially is what she says she's like I can't make any promises but we can try and then uh they there are are two other other women that are there who end up standing up um that surprise them again and one of them lowers their veil which is when uh I think it's Elaine that fills Egwene in on the uh um they lowered their veil so they're not going to attack basically because they're not
0: right yeah they're not in battle yeah so the i mean and we saw it previously with Mm -hmm. with perrin and gaul like when Mm -hmm. gaul when they went into fighting when went to fight gaul strapped his his veil up before he went to fight the white cloaks right which can be easily lost in the you know with, with all the madness that's going on but it's yeah that's that's part of their custom if they're Mm -hmm. they're gonna fight they have to wear a veil
1: right um so Egwene is obviously worrying though she's still clearly very concerned that these these women are going to kill them especially if Nynaeve can't heal their friend um but these other two women introduce themselves as as Bane and Chiad, and they explain to Elaine and Egwene about being wed to the spear and that you you can leave it. You can choose to leave and have like a family and a husband and all this, but you can't take it back. Like once you leave it, you can't go back to it, um, mm-hmm. which I thought was a nice little thing. Anyway, so they they get there to this this other woman who's been hurt. Men and... can
0: have a kid and they can go back to the spear. Yeah.
1: yeah, great double standards. Love them. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. Love them. Really cool, yeah. Mm-hmm. As a guy, I I, no, I don't approve. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but so this this girl, Dylan, has been injured, and Nynaeve immediately is annoyed that they have moved her and that you know potentially made it worse. And it's it's funny because Nynaeve's just trying to make herself angry so that she can channel, and she's not angry enough yet to do it anyway and she's gathering herbs and she wants water and all this kind of stuff and they make comments on on her using herbs to heal which she snaps back at and eventually um is able to to channel later on um but what was also interesting here with this whole interaction is is avienda does say out loud that they wouldn't hurt an aes Sedai and they definitely wouldn't hurt another woman and Elaine ends up kind of regurgitating things aloud that she already knows and she's saying them for Egwene to hear and she's you know she's saying them like right you wouldn't hurt us unless we hurt you first unless we did something first then you wouldn't do that um and she's basically just trying to get Egwene to let go of Sidar so that she doesn't lose control and mm-hmm. do something s- silly um Anyway, so this while all this is happening, Nynaeve is able to make herself angry enough that she can channel and heal uh, heal her, um, this, this girl, Dylan. And you know, she's kind of is like, all right, um, change her wound and finish or uh, finish, you know, bathing her and we can redress her wound and make sure she's dressed. And when she wakes up, she's gonna be really hungry. So we gotta feed her. Yep. So.
0: Yep, they learn a bunch about IEL.
1: Yep. Tons. This was this was like a lengthy tons of info. And it was great. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It's all it's all good. Um, okay, so then chapter 39, the last one. Threads in the pattern. Um, so Nineveh is, you know, she wants to to keep going. She wants to know if there's a ship nearby in Jareen that they can get on. And Egwene and Elena are also talking about they keep saying he he who comes with the dawn and if they know who that is and they've kind of decided that like Mm -hmm. it's it's Rand most likely and you know he does look like an Aiel and Egwene even recognizes the fact that you know he he was raised by by Tam and his wife and that wasn't it's very obvious that it wasn't their son um anyway but then something ends up hitting her and she's knocked unconscious and wakes up and they're in mm-hmm. this like hut they've been taken to by men um and they've taken off their rings so they obviously know their eyes to die um and elaine is really hurt so that nynaeve does have to channel to heal her and she's able to because she's angry enough to do this um, but there are Murdral in the other room and they uh, can see this, the, the ring that Nynaeve wears that Lan gave her. Um, and they know that these are the ones that they have been hunting for, basically. Same ideas, like people hunting for Matt and whatever they're hunting for the girls too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but then Avienda and the other Aiel show up and they kind of yeah. bust in there and there's just, Nynaeve and them bust out of the room. There's this whole f- fight and they're attacking the Merdral, um, which Dylan is killed by one of the Merdroll. So okay. Niv kind of wasted her efforts in healing her there, which is unfortunate. Um, but yeah, and you know, Avienda explains that she she pretty much just followed them in order to to find where they were. But they end up leaving after this and they go to dream yeah so this is just another interesting little somebody tries to to snag them and spoiled again
0: so yeah like well it just it just makes me laugh like you, you have to think the Amralin, if she knows knows about these interactions is just cringing mm-hmm. she's like okay first you just stumble into a bunch of Iel, mm-hmm. and they happen to be okay with that and then you just get slinged from a distance right by a bunch of non-power wielding dudes mm-hmm. and like you, you get saved by the aeel you get you get lucky basically but right i do like the the idea like they they showed two scenes in a row kind of of, of the aeel at you know, in a fight, and they're like, "Yeah, we're not even gonna back down for the Merdrel. Like, we're just gonna kill them." And they're like, "Yeah, the those three Merdrel might have killed one or two, or like two or three of us, and that wouldn't have been a big cool. Like, we don't want to. Right? We didn't. We didn't want that. You know, we're glad that the that they used the power on them. But uh, like it, I really liked how also like when Perrin was talking to Gaul, he's like, <laughs> "They didn't attack twenty Aiel, did they? Like, you didn't have twenty guys." And and Gaul's like, "Is that what they said?" No, it was, like, just me and my buddy. And, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, and we, we killed, like, the whole group, except for, except for like, the couple who's, who captured me because we were caught unawares.
1: Right.
0: Like, they were the ones who kind of got ambushed a little bit. And yet the Aiel, like, that's how good they are at fighting. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll, you know, Marjorie are supposed to be this really scary, uh, crazy, to, hard-to-beat foe, and the, the Aiel are just like, you know what, we're just going to kill you anyways.
1: Right.
0: So, no worries.
1: And then we'll yeah. go have a nap or whatever. Yeah. 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 So that is that's the that's the 10 chapters.
0: All right. So yeah. 10 more chapters next to week.
1: Yeah. So next week we'll do 40 to 49. All right. Another 10.
0: All right. Shall we call it good?
1: Yeah. That's uh that's it. That's all. So no no final thoughts
0: i tell them have thoughts like you i know i know
1: all right um so next week chapters 40 to 49 thank you everybody for listening may you always find water and shade
0: yeah guys thank you much.